Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world. That's right, honey. Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity, vulnerability, and responsibility. A transformed life is about growth, learning, and evolving. A transformed life leads to transformed communities, and transformed communities impact the world. One conversation at a time. to our second live stream to Life to the Fold podcast. Yeah, yeah. Honey! Has this really been our second? I feel like we've done so many. Yeah, well, this is the first official one, and we do have a special guest. He's already in the green room. In the Woo! green room. I love that we have an actual green room. Uh, well, right now his room looks red and there's some, I believe he's in the living room. It's like a metaphorical green room. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, honey. So I know that you are getting started with Summer of Saul. Yes. Super excited about this. Uh, I used to have a lot of problems with Saul, just, uh, just especially reading it, just confusion and just like misunderstanding of what he was saying. And, uh, you know, I went through my own process, my own journey of just falling in love with Saul, Paul all over again. And, uh, I'm excited this summer to share some of that with you all. And it should be a, you know, it should be a great time. We, we have this live stream to kick it off and we have, yeah, special guests to come and talk to us about, uh, you know, Rabbi Shaul or yeah. uh, you know, the Apostle Paul. That's right. Yeah. And shout out. Hi, Nicole Washington. She just said nice smiley face. Hey, um, we're streaming both on YouTube and Facebook. So without any uh, further ado, we're going to introduce our guest. So excited. So we got to actually hang out a little bit. Well, Jimmy, you hung out a little bit more with him. I got, uh, I got two burgers. You only got one. Exactly. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. All right. Let's bring him in. Our guest is uh, Steve Johnson. We're going to bring Steve Johnson by taking me out of the picture. Where is Steve? Oh, there he hey. is. How's it going, Steve? <laughs> Good to see you guys. Uh, can you hear me okay? You're breaking up a little bit on this end. I don't know. This is a new medium for me. Uh, and uh, I got uh, I got my browser to finally cooperate with it just in the nick of time. But it's good to see you guys. Yeah. It's good to see you too. It's good to see you too. That's right. It doesn't always work with Safari, right? You had to probably use something else. I've, it's it's on Safari right now. I just, I just made nice. it in the submission. <laughs> that's good that's good uh what time is it in portland 4 p.m right three hours yeah it's yeah yeah what did got it what did you have for lunch today i know you took us to a really yummy place <laughs> what did you have for lunch yeah uh you remember those food trucks that i uh, we walked past yes a yeah. friend of mine came by and they just lifted the restrictions here in oregon and so i oh. took i took a buddy down and we saw everybody without their mask for the first time in about <laughs> uh oh gee what 16 months something like that and oh wow awesome. yeah you got to people got to see people smiles that is awesome Nicole Washington says, hey, Steve. This is so cool. Check it out, Steve. We could actually see the comments that come in through uh, on Facebook at the bottom. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we're putting some comments in there. I, I, I love this tool. Okay. I'm going right. to geek out. <laughs> please, please give us a tour. I, you, I, I, want, I want you to teach me, Yoda. I'd like to, I'd like to learn this. I'll probably <laughs> switch from Safari over to Chrome or something uh, to yeah. be able to to make it work but you know i set yeah. things up automatically if there's a gadget it got set up automatically where i can just you know sort of yeah click 
everything works, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll take your word for being able to, to read these things on the screen. It's, it's, it's all kind of small. Yeah. And, um, and I'll most likely will be coming off the screen while you and Jimmy talk. And then when you guys see me, that means that there's a comment that I'll, I'll share. So that would be the cue. The cue is you see me, um, then that means, so for example, Where'd she go? Where is she? And just like that. Just <laughs> is it like bigger that. now? And then I come, yeah. that means we have someone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we could play around. We could also watch things together. Yeah, let's do the tour. Okay, so another thing that you could do is watch videos together. Um, Welcome so to Life to the Full. A we could talk over the video. This is a podcast Make about comments. the abundant life that got. So that's one thing. We could also share our screen. You know, I'll take this time to show everyone our YouTube channel. Um, so what we're gonna do now, I'm gonna share our YouTube channel so people are aware uh, of our channel. Can you see it, uh, Steve yeah. and Jimmy? Yes. Okay. Oh, excellent. Yeah, I see it now as well. So go ahead and uh, give it a uh, like, or if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, hit the bell to uh, make sure that you're not missing any of the new episodes. So uh, we have that. We could do other things, Steve. We could show people. We could tell them other banners such as subscribe and leave an, a review in iTunes. So it's really cool. So we, we could share a lot in here. So I'm going to stop the screen share. And um, yeah, we, we get talking about Summer of Saul, which I'm really excited. So, Jimmy? Yeah. So, Steve, thanks so much for coming on and uh, being willing to talk to us a little bit about Paul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to hear uh, everything, you know, the way, you know, if Paul has evolved for you over the years and the way you've read him and the way you've come to understand him. Uh, for those of you, for those of people out there who might not know who you are, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Steve Johnson? I, that's a good, that's a good question. I can whip out my driver's license and read you the, <laughs> the, the facts on that. That's about it. But I am, uh, Lisa and I live here in Portland, Oregon with our, our daughters and two dogs and, uh, and the heat that's been fairly inescapable the last year. It's cooled down today. But oh, uh, wow. you, missed, you missed the really hot days. It was 116, a new no. record the other day. Really? So, kind of Phoenix. Yeah, sort of Phoenix weather. But I, I like that. But uh, I, you, you have, I, I, you know, who, who, who am I? I've been trying for many, many years to figure that out myself. <laughs> but uh, uh, I used to live there in New York, not too far from where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, uh, those those were wonderful times uh, for some of us, uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, I've been here been here in Portland. Uh, they still let me talk sometimes. Nice. And um, uh, but I learned a long time ago that uh, it's most important. You know, I married the right person. People like Lisa, so they put up with me. <laughs> I've heard you say before, hi, I'm Steve, Lisa's husband. That's that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were always one of my uh, favorite preachers back in the day. You know, you always had very memorable stories, very funny, you know. I think you're probably one of the funniest preachers uh, from back in the day. You, uh, you know, helped start- You mean your like a clown funny? You mean, <laughs> you mean make, you, what, what do you mean funny? Uh, like you have good stories. Yeah, I think someone who's a good teacher, they have good, memorable stories. Like, you know, like Jesus. Jesus had a lot of really great, good stories. And a lot of them have, you know, have stuck with me all these years. Uh, you're a motorcycle enthusiast, right? You like, you love your motorcycle and going on trips. And, I, uh, and I've got, and we've got a little RV now. That's, that's, that, uh, that and hiking has sort of uh, uh, filled in a lot of the, the motorcycle time has sort of gone to that lately, but uh, there will be, there will, God willing, there'll be a motorcycle trip in about a month with my secret motorcycle gang. I can't tell you any more about it. I just <laughs> want you to know that I've got one. 
Nice. It's secret though, huh? It's 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 a secret. It's it's a well kept secret that everybody that knows me knows. But, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you're also an actor, right? You know the those one right act plays. Yeah, I'm acting at, at this moment. I am awesome. I am, May, may I add comedian oh. to this? Oh, I just got it. He's acting right now. Funny, Steve. Funny, Steve. <laughs> oh, that was that was a good dad joke. That was good. That was really good. Yeah. Did you guys hear? I wanted to add comedian to this as well. Um, I had to come in to say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And cheeseburger affectionado. Yes. Sí. Oh, y Steve también habla español para todos los que hablan español. Él ha vivido en Venezuela, ¿correcto, Steve? Sí, viví en Caracas. En Caracas, Venezuela, por unos años después no, no, de no, que... No, 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 no. Por dos meses. Oh, dos meses. Sí, estudié español por solamente 45 días. Wow. Pero yo soy muy inteligente, el español es muy fácil, es la lengua de Dios, entonces... Uh, eh. Exacto. Sí, Exacto. sí. Muy guapo, muy guapo. <laughs> And that is as much as Jimmy knows. <laughs> And for those who don't speak Spanish, Steve actually lived in Caracas, Venezuela for two months. He learned Spanish in 45 days because he's a very intelligent man. <laughs> I just used every that that and burrito, and I've used every word that I know in Spanish. But uh, that was that was right before Lisa and I got married. We were going to live there, but uh, instead we ended up staying uh, for a couple of years in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then moving to Boston. And okay. uh, uh, and then of course that's. That's the beginning of a story that uh, led us to meeting a lot of folks like you guys. Yeah. From Boston to New York and and, uh, and all over the place. But yeah. Yes. No, a long time ago. Yeah, we, we had plans on going to uh, South America, to Caracas uh, especially. And uh, in fact, a very good friend uh, bought an oil well and was using the proceeds from the oil well to support us uh, to go to Venezuela. We ended wow. up giving that support to someone else that took our place. And, Got it. And we took $400 a month and moved to Boston in 1979. I'm very grateful. Well, 1979? 1979? The 1900s, back, way back <laughs> in the 1900s. You know, Jimmy uh, Jimmy was born in 1979. Look at I that. Was. Ever since Jimmy has been alive <laughs> in this planet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we have a... When were you born, honey? 1976. Six. Yes. I knew that. I didn't have that's to ask. When, that's when I met Lisa was 1976. You babies. Look at we that. Both a couple of babies. Okay. We, we were born in very... Um, Very special times for you, right? 76, Lisa, 79, Boston. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> the, the 70s. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The 70s. the 70s. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, Steve. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to head out and manage the, the chat in there. Thank you. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so, Steve, uh, I have a funny story about this. This is the block of igneous that you got You got us. I don't know if you can oh, see yes. it. yes. Yeah. So I was, I had it in my, in my bag and I didn't, I didn't uh, check anything. I, I wore a backpack. So I packed everything in my backpack and all of a sudden I'm on the line and I'm like, Oh wow. I have like a big sharp block of obsidian <laughs> in my backpack. I, I hope they let me, you know, take it through. And, you know, Patty started panicking a little bit. She's like, Oh no, I, I want to be able to get this home. I, I love, I love this, uh, this block of obsidian and uh, my bag got pulled out. And, you know, the guy who pulled it out was like, sir, do you have any bag? You have a bag of sand in your backpack? And I'm like, yeah, yes. I got like all nervous. I was like, yes, no, uh, no, not really. <laughs> And uh, he, he's like, could you open this up for me? He couldn't figure out how to open my, my, uh, my book bag. So we open it up and he goes, oh, and I feel like this is the most Portland thing I experienced in my time in Portland. He goes, oh, you don't have a bag of sand. You have a rad block of obsidian. 
<laughs> and he goes, do you mind if I take this to teach my staff, have a teaching moment with my staff? I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> so he takes it. He comes back about five minutes later. He passed me in the back. He's like, dude, awesome block of obsidian. You know, like you enjoy your trip. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't think that would happen in New York. I think uh, they might have been like, no, you can't you can't keep that. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. Everybody would have known what it was. Why have you got a why have you got a big hunk of broken glass in there? <laughs> exactly. Right. And that's what it kind of looked like. I'm glad it made it. I like that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. This is a this is a rock a friend of mine gave me, and then I've got my obsidian pieces over here. Oh, nice. So this is one of I don't know a ton about obsidian. I'm just sort of learning mm. about it. But this is uh I picked this one up just because it's a different color. And there's several colors of obsidian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, uh, anyway, you know, next time you come and you need to come back, we'll go over to Glass Glass Butte and I'll let you, you dig up your own obsidian. Absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be really cool. I've always wanted to do that. Like I'm kind of like an amateur geologist. I, I love this stuff. I love uh, poking around the ground, seeing what we can find. You know, we have some of our science programs that we do with kids. Yeah. Uh, so I still get to get my science bug from that. But uh, yeah, we're not here to talk about science. We're here to talk about Paul, right? So for you, when you hear the word, when you hear the name Paul, what are some of the things that, that come to mind? Like, how, how has Paul affected you over the years? Oh, wow. You know, you, from, you know I, I grew up going to church. And uh, going to Sunday school and hearing the story of, uh, of Saul, who became Paul, you know, mm. ever since I was a child. And he certainly, uh, you know, if we, we always need to remember the Lord is the star of the show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to me, two of the most fascinating characters in the Bible are, are David, you know, most guys like David, you know, because he's got every, you know, he's got giants and ghosts and witches and sword fights and sling. You know, he's got all this and, and pretty girls and all the, you know, all the, all the stuff that we. And, uh, but the other story is, is I mean, Paul is is uh, so much of the New Testament. Paul, you know, he's he's uh, de depending on which scholars, you know. You, you listen to what you know mm -hmm. what, what you what you subscribe to he either he either wrote almost half of the new testament or he wrote at least seven books of the new testament right uh, mm -hmm. and he takes up uh you know uh, almost half of the the book of you know the acts of the apostles mm -hmm. and so so for me i think about just you know my whole life hearing and reading and talking and then later preaching you know, you know about him or repeating sermons of his and uh, and of course when sherwin and i wrote the musical upside down mm. uh, in the original version uh it was you know sort of almost chapter by chapter through the book of acts right um, and so uh so much of that that musical was just uh locked in on saul and his his adventures and uh and, and, it, and in my mind, you know, I, I often pictured, you know, Saul looking a lot like Sher Sherwin made such an impact on me <laughs> playing, playing Saul. If, if Sherwin was, was, was darker skinned and curlier hair, I would probably uh, just say that's, that's what Saul looked like and how he acted. I thought Sherwin nailed it. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, the first, I mean, I, I know we're having, I know we, we plan on having a discussion you know about something today, and uh, when you just say the, the first thing I think about Saul, really, you know, uh, probably the first thing I think is that I owe him an apology. Really? Uh, you, know, you know, well, the, I, I don't think I was ever like super, super critical of him. You know, a lot of people, you know, uh, uh, I, I've known men and women that didn't like Paul, and they said he didn't like women. Mm. And uh, and I know that while I loved him and liked him, and, and I like I like women, I I thought well you know you still gotta you gotta love Paul, and I probably had a, a stilted view of him myself. Sure. But as as I've gotten older, I don't think anybody mirrors the ministry of Jesus Christ more than the Apostle Paul did. Absolutely. I, I, think, I think his his ministry 
I mean, in, in so many ways. Uh, there, you know, we we you sort of have to use your imagination uh, and and a, and a bit of reason to 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 suspect that maybe at one point he was married uh, to have rose in the esteem that he held with with people at the time he was he was. Uh, if not a member and agent of the Sanhedrin court, I mean, there's so many things mm. about him that usually, along with being those things, to be a Jewish man in good standing, he probably would have been married. But we, you know, that's all we don't we don't really have any information. I don't think there's even much extra biblical information about that. But yeah. the Paul that we see in the New Testament is a single man who is completely dedicated to his missions, and he goes from one mission uh, that uh, he believes he's serving God and honoring God, and then reveals that he's going against God, and so he repents, and you see him you see him pour himself totally in wow. to the mission of sharing Christ with the rest of the world. So, like Jesus was single, you see that he's single, you know, the, the part that we see. Right. Uh, like Jesus uh, changed uh, the, the culture he worked within the culture and worked around the culture. You see Paul doing this, the same kinds of things. Uh, you see him, uh, the, the the men and the women uh, in his ministry, to me, reflect uh, the glory of the Lord's ministry of men and women. And mm. and, and it's and so um, the more I, I and, and of course, I don't I, I don't really want to, to focus. You know, Lisa and I are 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 kind of known right now for this this subject of mutuality yeah, mutuality yeah and I, I don't i don't want to i'd like to talk about paul and not get sidetracked or, or i'd like to not soapbox on that subject i would like sure. to say the more i began reading the bible in a different way the more i mm. saw saul like like so many other bible characters almost all the other bible characters uh but saul especially i saw in a completely different light yeah uh, especially in regards to how he treated people and what mm -hmm. he was doing and how he was going about his ministry. And I don't think that, anyway, I, I'm being redundant. I don't think there was anyone who, who uh, we can say his ministry more, anyone whose ministry more reflected Jesus uh, than, than Paul. Oh yeah, totally. So, what do you think? Yeah, well for me, uh, you know, I, I've, I, always loved, I always loved Paul, like right out of the gate, because I felt like I loved his logical arguments I loved he had like very quotable sayings. Uh, when I first, you know, came into the New York church, uh, we were doing this thing in the campus ministry where we were memorizing like a hundred verses of scripture. And most of them, you know, came from like Paul. So I just, I got a lot of Paul into me right away. But, you know, my first thing where I was like, huh, that doesn't really make sense is, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys still do this, but when I was coming into the church, we, we would do these studies, you know, just to see, okay, are you ready to join the church? Do, do you know enough to, to be one of our members? And we got to something that we used to call counting the costs. And, uh, you know, we went through everything. It was like, check, check, everything was good. And then the guy who was counting the costs with me, he got to one little like point. He's like, oh yeah. And there's this thing about how women can't uh, preach and can't teach, uh, you know, in church, you know, but uh, we're fine with that. Right. I'm like, wait, what? You know, I was mostly raised by my, my grandmother, you know? So it was like, I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Like, what do you mean? And so we started looking at some verses from Paul, you know, to kind of like explain that. And it, it became like a thing. Like we had a, we had a, we had to stop what we were doing and we had to come back next day. What, what year was that? Um, I think it was 2000, maybe 2001. That's that sounds very unusual to me. I, I yeah. wonder if you had said something earlier, like if, if yeah. you've been going to church and you said, "Hey, why aren't the women doing this?" Because yeah. I, I I I never counted the cost or, or would have thought to have counted the cost on that. Now I know Lisa did with women a lot, but with, right. with guys, yeah, uh, I, I I I've never heard. <laughs> I, I for what it's worth, I've never heard a story like that. You know. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things where the guy who is who was counting the cost with me, he just wanted to be thorough. And he was like, Oh, and, and there's this. And I, and he was like, cause he actually said to me, I remember this clear as day. He goes, okay, wow. I've never actually had to deal with this before with, with a guy having to go through this. And then, so we, we looked at all these scriptures to kind of like justify 
mm-hmm. what he was saying, but it was one of those things that like at the time I was like, okay, I guess I love this community. I love this church. I'm excited about the Bible. Uh, you know, m- maybe this is what it says. And it was only till, because the way I was taught like to read Paul was very like, we would take it like verse by verse, a verse here, a verse there, you know? And it, it wasn't really until like I started reading like entire letters that I was like, oh, wow, this guy is all about the new humanity. This guy is all about bringing the world back together. There's no slave nor free, no male, male no female, no Jew or Gentile. And I just saw him in a totally different light. And I got very excited by him. You know, I, you know, I could see how much what he was doing and what he was saying was informed by Jesus yeah. and the, the rest of, you know, the Hebrew scriptures and how he was pushing that forward. And I was like, we need to talk more about that. <laughs> you know, we need to talk about more about. So, you know, my my understanding of Paul evolved over the years. And it sounds like for you, uh, your understanding of Paul evolved as well over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would say so. I would I would say a lot. If you know, if if we were writing upside down now, the, mm. the musical that we did, I mean, yeah. I've, I've thought of, I've thought of this for years. How how there was there's a lot of things we sort of painted ourselves into a corner. Um, really, especially in the hearts and minds of people that mm. that seem to own it as much as we do. But uh, the 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 different picture that I I get of Paul is it, it, you know it's. Like, like I said, it's, it's a, I, I get a different picture of a lot of characters in the Bible. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's not really, for me personally, uh, it's, it's, it's not just Paul's attitude or our attitude, uh, your, your experience, not with, with women. Right. Uh, I get, uh, uh it bugs me when people say the women's issue. It's it, it's mm-hmm. it's not really the women. I mean, if you're gonna put it in that kind of language, it's more of a men's issue than a women's issue. It's more of yeah. a, a dude's issue, I I think. The human rights issue. And, and, well, that's what I was gonna say. I don't think I, I think it's bigger than that. I I think it's I think it's about racism. I think it's about I think it's about any time. One of the most amazing things about Jesus uh, is that even though he was. Uh, uh, in equality with, uh, in essence, God. He didn't consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied mm-hmm. himself, making himself a servant. Yeah. And he told his followers, you know, uh, don't lord it over people like the Gentiles do. Whoever wants to be great has got to be a servant. You know, has to be the least. You know, you have to be a servant of all. And then he demonstrated that. And and then you 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 look at at Saul and all the things he endured, and all the stuff that that he went through. Uh, which and there's some funny stories. I mean, I, I hope we can use some, some of the funny stories about Saul. But sure, yeah. but you do you do see somebody who had a bigger agenda, and uh, and the, and the only way I can come to any peace. There's a lot of things in the Bible that bug me. Do, do you have things in the Bible that bug you? Uh, Absolutely, I, I, yes. I, I, I hope it's okay for there's things, that, but a yeah. lot of it is be, is because sometimes I'm out of tune with the bigger agenda uh, that God had. I think to to reconcile all of us to him, that we're all mm-hmm. his children, to, to bring us, uh, to bring us to him, and um, and, and so I, I don't, I, I don't want to to impose my 21st uh, century opinions, you know, uh, on onto Paul. You know, I don't want to read into the scriptures. You know, well, I've got new opinions and new ideas, and so I'm. I'm sure. I'm seeing these things in the Bible, but but I certainly look at Paul and thinking, you know, men, men and women being, yeah, 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 of course, uh, slaves and free, yeah, 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 of course, yeah, but but it's bigger than that. Yeah, it's bigger than that. We get to be one with the Father. Mm-hmm. The, son, the Son is the firstborn. He is the prototype. He is setting the example. We get to be, you know, we went from being in the dark. To being um, uh, uh, servants and then friends and now actually uh, co-heirs, uh, brothers, you know, and th- there's there's a bigger story. But but along the way, yeah, t- to me, I I you know I, I see a lot of verses that people uh, that I used to use that I used to teach to sort of clobber people with, you know, yes. this, this verse says what it says, and you know, I'm 
I'm not a Greek scholar, but I can look things up. Yep. And and used to in looking things up, I I had a I, you know I from the time I was a child, I had a very particular way of reading the Bible. I was taught a, a specific way of how of how we read, you know, uh, what's the word hermeneutics, our, our, our church of Christ hermeneutics were very, very specific. Yes. And, uh, as, as I've gotten older, I, you know, and let me put in, let me, let me, let me, let me say something for, for what it's worth, you know, not, not that anybody asked me or necessarily cares. I love the church of Christ. Mm. Uh, I love, I love, and, and our fellowship, the ISOC, which came out of the church of Christ, but, Right. As I've gotten older, I felt a bit more free from mm. a lot of the uh, the sort of the straight jackets we put on ourselves or on other people in regards to how how to read the scriptures. Right. Uh, there's there's uh, there's tons we don't know. Yeah. And there's a lot of areas that we don't know absolutely, but we were we were. I mean, let me let me stop saying we. There are a lot of things that I did not know absolutely, but I acted so absolutely certain about it. And uh, some of us have have ways of, of uh, bearing our will upon other people and persuading people. Maybe sometimes mm-hmm. when we, we ought to be quiet and listen more. I don't know. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, as, as I've gotten older, I've just felt a bit more free. And I, and I read the Bible uh, differently. And yeah, and consequently, I, I, I'm sure I'll have a lot of apologies to make to Paul for some things that I said way back there, uh, sure. you know, uh, about... Uh, uh, yeah, and that's why you're not married, dude. That <laughs> attitude you have to you know—that's, you know. But I, I think that uh, I, I think Paul had a very Christ-like attitude towards. Now, he was—he had to be a sinner like us. Mm-hmm. Paul, you know, uh, so, so respecting somebody and holding them up and admiring them and following them like they follow Jesus is one thing. Sure. Re- revering any of these Bible characters the way we revere God or Jesus, I think, or the Holy Spirit, right. that's, that's, that's different. And, and Paul, you know, uh, as Christ-like as he was, you know, Paul was, uh, he didn't always empty himself of himself. Hmm. You know, I mean, for example, he said, uh, he considered his birthright. You know, he, he, he considered, uh, you know, I'm a Hebrew of Hebrews, the tribe of Benjamin, uh, educated by Gamaliel, you know, circumcised the eighth day, educated by Gamaliel. You know, he starts going in and, and all, and he says, but I consider all of this rubbish. Uh, dung, I think, is a, is a more accurate <laughs> translation compared, I, to I didn't know that. Jesus, awesome. compared to knowing Jesus Christ, right? He's, yeah. He says that. What is that? Philippians? Am I getting that, mm-hmm. that right? I think close. But you see, when they're about to, to uh, to beat him, right? He, he gets he gets he goes back to Jerusalem, and he gets arrested, and they're about to beat him. And what does he say? Uh, hi, I'm a Roman citizen. <laughs> Is this okay? That, well, I'm getting that right. Is it Philippi? It was in, in Philippi. It was when he was in Philippi, and there. Yeah. And, and uh, well, no wait. Let me get this right. Is it, no, it it is in Jerusalem because they're about to beat him, and the guy. Is about to beat him, and Paul says, "Is it lawful for you to scourge a Roman citizen without benefit of trial?" Yep. And he says, "Wait a minute." And he goes and he gets Claudius Lysias. Mm-hmm. Claudius Lysias, who is you know the the centurion in charge, comes back over and says, "Are you a Roman citizen?" And uh, Paul says, uh, <laughs> "Yes, I am." You know, <laughs> I, I you know I've always pictured sort of hung up. You know, if he'd been like this. Been, yeah, I'm a Roman citizen. You know, I I don't know exactly what the posture was, but yes, I'm a Roman citizen. And Claudius says, I had to buy my Roman citizenship. And Paul says, yeah, I'm naturally born a uh, Roman citizen. Yeah. Naturally born Roman from Tarsus, Cilicia, not a small, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know. And then Claudius says, take him down, take him down, take him down. You know, <laughs> and, and now he's, you know, we can't be, well, I, you know, one, one thing I think I've been fairly accurate about in regards to Paul for, for many years is this. Paul mm. considered his birthright dung compared to knowing Jesus, mm. but not compared to a beaten. 
Yeah. <laughs> he had his limits, right? He was like, let's, oh. let's pull it out. Let's, 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 you know, let's, let's use everything we can. It, it didn't, it didn't prevent him from, uh, from five times being, uh, mm. you know, receiving the 40 lashes minus one, you know, the, the Jewish, the Jewish right. punishment. Right. Cause they, they wouldn't care if he was a Roman citizen. Five times, five yeah. times to get 39, uh, and, and uh, and different things I've read. I think I got an idea how they did that. But still, mm -hmm. I mean, it was they're like, well, they didn't really, they didn't really hit him thirty nine times. They hit him three times with a whip that had thirteen ends on it. And so three times thirteen is you know, fine. You get hit three times with a skillful person that can beat you. You know, with a. a, a you know, we, we hear these stories about the cat of nine tails. That's a, that's a different Roman thing. With the Jewish people, they, they scourged people with with a whip that had 13 ends. And that way, they could be absolutely certain that they never gave anyone more than, than 39 lashes. So they never violated the law of 40 lashes. Five times mm -hmm. they did that to Paul. Yeah. Three times he was beaten with rods. That was, that was, wow. that was a Roman thing. And that was... As, as I understand it, that was kind of like the caning that they do to somebody, you know, and, and, and some of the uh, and some other nations that I will allow to remain anonymous. But its initials is like Singapore or someplace like that. You know, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, beat, yeah. three times I was beaten with rods. You know? so, right. So uh, Paul, Paul was uh, Paul went through his sufferings. But if he could use his passport to get out of a jam, he would use his passport to get out of a jam. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I love about uh, all the stories about Paul uh, in Acts, because he just seems to leap out of the page. Like this is a, this is a real person, you know, I feel like even more, I feel like Peter comes across like that in the gospels. I feel like in the book of Acts, like you get like a lot of Peter and then like all of a sudden it just switches and they, they drop that storyline and it kind of zeroes in on Paul. But I just, I love, and even in his letters, I love the vulnerability of Paul. Like he seems like a, a real human being that's like communicating his heart and like his soul in these situations that he gets put in. Uh, what are some of your favorite stories uh, about Paul? Well, from if, if you don't mind, if we can back up for just a yeah. second. You know, I don't know. This is where my mind sort of goes, goes sure. in circles a little bit because, um, you know the only, the only person I can think of who never claimed to be uh, inspired in the ways that we, we, you know, what does it mean to be inspired by the Holy Spirit to write holy words? I I still don't know what that means. Yeah, but of all of the writers, uh, at least we have Luke saying I carefully investigated this. Luke 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 never claims to have been inspired. Not. You know, whether someone wants to say, oh, are you saying the book of Acts is not inspired? I, I, I'm not exactly sure. I'm not the scholar that can tell you what inspiration of the Holy Spirit, how that works exactly. And I don't really know if, if anyone is really an, an expert on that particular subject. But when you talk about Peter and his story, you know, the, 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 the Peter we see uh, as as a pillar of the early churches, as the, the leader there in Jerusalem, we see him through the eyes of someone that didn't live with him uh, the way he the way Luke lived with Paul. Mm. And it's and I and I oh, often so wonder I yeah. often wonder if Luke doesn't sort of he wants to he's carefully investigated he's got the stories he wants to make sure to record these epic moments. But you think of all the stories he missed. There yeah. were, you know, there were over 120 people in that upper room, and that that was composed of of Jesus' uh, uh, earthly family. His, I mean, th there must be some early church Mary stories uh, mm. that that, and, and I know there are some extra biblical stories. I know yeah. that those exist in other ways, but I'm saying we, we didn't get those in the Book of Acts. And 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 Thomas is like, hey, hey, could I get a chapter of when I <laughs> left and went to, you know? Uh, and, and everybody looked at it and said, I doubt it. You know, so, so I, you know, there's, there's other, it's almost as if Luke raced through 
carefully recording the early stuff. But when he got to Paul, it's like this is the mm -hmm. part of the story that he had lived some of, that he that he knew more about. And yeah, uh, so with, with, that's interesting. With, yeah, with Peter, I, I guess what I'm doing is I'm putting in a plug for Peter. You kind of have to read between the lines after the Gospels. We love Peter so much because mm. Peter's Peter's me, man. Peter <laughs> is. Peter is, you know, he's putting his foot in his mouth. Peter is, you know, just quick to, you know, just jump out there. You know, Peter, uh, uh, if 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 it was if it was, you know, Peter seems to just be very large uh, in the gospel. I, I think he's enormous in the Book of Acts as it is, mm -hmm. but but it does switch. It's sort of like you know the, yeah. the first. The, the first uh, 10, 11 chapters are about Peter. Then the, the rest of it seems to focus so much on Paul. And, and Peter makes a couple of cameo appearances. Right. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I, the, the reason I wanted to, the reason why I didn't want to go on from that is to say, sure. I, I think for me, one of the things I love and is so rich about Peter and the Gospels is uh, it, 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 it's almost... It's almost as if it's in there to say, if this guy can be a Christian, any of us can be a Christian. And yeah. I don't think I'm defaming or putting Peter down to say that. Peter, Peter's just a very human person uh, with with a great soul, but just very the humanity just comes out. Paul is so hard for me to relate to. Mm. Uh, Paul, he's smart. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's uh, he's a Harvard grad, you know, or, <laughs> or Oxford or whatever you want. I mean, he's I mean, he is he has he's got he's got a top shelf education. Uh, he seems so disciplined. He seems so, you know, I've and uh, and so he's he is um, he, he ain't Jesus. But in another way, he sets an almost unattainable goal, yet the whole time he's human. And so it's basically, he's another example. If, 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 if Peter's in there like, if this guy can be a Christian, anybody can be a Christian, it's almost as if Paul's in there. So the Lord is saying, if this guy can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. He's just a man. He puts his pants on one leg at a time the same way as you do. And so to me, these are just upward calls, just, just challenges to, to try to be a better human being. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, I, I've, I've even evolved in my, my understanding of Peter too. Like even doing some deep dives into the old Testament uh, has made me realize that a lot of times when I, I used to read with my own lens, Oh, Peter is being like, you know, a fool here or sticking his foot in his mouth. Like how like smart Peter really was like Peter was really doing some, you know, even when he would say stuff and Jesus would, you know, like, um, when Jesus was on the mountain and he got transfigured before them. Right. And then he starts, you know, they're like, he, he didn't know what he was talking about. He started talking about, Oh, I'm going to build a tent for Elijah and a tent for Moses and one for you, you know, Jesus, you know, and I used, I used to always be like, why, why would he do that? And then like, you know, you think back to like, you know, the cave that Moses was in and then the cave that Elijah was in uh, where, where they got to, you know, meet the presence of the Lord, you know, and various, in various forms, it, you know, and then Peter wanting to construct something for Jesus, him understanding, you know, like he saw him as this great teacher, this great prophet. And what he, why he was out of his mind is because he didn't realize that Jesus was God, <laughs> you know, but, but Peter's thinking was like, he was doing some deep thinking there. Well, they with, were shining. Yeah. They were all, they were, they were, and when, and when things shine, you, you build a tabernacle. That's what yep. you, that, that's yep. that's what you do when things yeah. shine. Got the, you got, yeah, yeah. I, I, I keep. To, I like listening to you. I, I hadn't thought about that in particular. Yeah, it's just a different thing because I like really what you said about like uncertainty, like you know, and like being comfortable with maybe maybe the way I've always looked at something isn't the only way to look at it. You know, and that was my gateway into that thinking was was Paul. You know, because it was like something like I didn't understand what he said here. You know, I felt like you said before, like a lot of Paul has been kind of used to, you know, beat people over the head. You need to do this. You need to do that. Uh, you know, uh, the church that I was a part of here, you know, obviously, you know, it because you let it. 
like even like the purity culture, like we were always like, you know, we have to be pure. And that meant for us like sexual purity. Like, you know, we had to like, you know, and, and all that stuff and uh, using a lot of Paul's verses like that, uh, which I'm not saying not in there, you know, it's just that like, you know, there's, there's more to it than those, those lines that we pull out. There's a, there's a big thing going on. Paul has a big argument uh, when he's, you know, when he's referencing the purity laws, it's not just about sexual purity. There's a whole bunch of other stuff he's doing there. Sorry, I didn't mean to go off on a tangent. <laughs> That's fine. No, we, we've got a bunch of, of sexual hangups. I know that. I, yeah. I don't know. When, when, when I, um, when, when I, when I think of purity culture, whether I think of Paul or Jesus, I, I think, I think I lost you there. You got me now. Oh, we got you now. I'm using my I'm using my phone. Really? That's so cool. So, uh, well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I almost had a plan, and then I had trouble, you know, <laughs> accessing. But uh, pure, yeah, I, I don't know that I, that I completely grasp what everybody means when they say. Yeah, uh, purity culture, mm. because I certainly believe that there's something about purity that is supposed to mean a lot to disciples. But what what I gather, especially from talking with younger people, when the the phrase purity culture is used, it's uh, to me the crux of the matter seems to be a a, a uh, both a double standard that there seems to be one standard for, uh, and, and especially with young, people, with young men and, and young women in regards to how young women dress. And, and this is the whole aspect of teaching young people that, uh, that girls and women are, are temptations uh, that are like, uh, like, like drink to an alcoholic or drugs to an addict, a, a woman. So there's, there's, there's that there's that aspect and so there's there's a double standard as if um, you know that the women here again that the women are the problem and uh now you talk about some deep diving uh we we have we, we do have to really dive deep on that subject to understand yeah. that no one is suggesting that christians are supposed to be impure by almost any definition you use for that word, I mean we're not. I mean the, the, the very nature of the word, but also we can't be suggesting that that with the only way we're ever made pure is being perfected by Jesus, because we're going to mess up, we're we're going to fall, and uh, and and so we're we're only we're only cleaned up by, by the grace of God. Yeah. But uh, but it's not just. So there's there's that aspect, but the 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 other aspect, and how and how I think it it pertains to to Paul is we we're determined as people, I think, to make a religion, mm-hmm. and it and it seems like what happened from Jesus to his it seemed like Jesus came to end religion as it was known and create something that is completely different. To 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 uh, to, sh- to show it's sort of like let let's take the most uh, 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 regimented uh, list out every 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 possible way you could sin and violate one of these 150 plus you know different laws that God gave Moses on Sinai you know it, it was way more than ten. And you have to follow this rigidly, and, and uh, just so I can show you, you're going to mess up. So after having done that through Jesus, He shows us grace. And so when, when, uh, when you when you bring up Paul and, and purity culture, I don't think grace means that we don't we don't care, you know, what we do, or that we that we're free to just do anything we want and say that's okay. Sure. I, I think that there is I think there's a release from the idea that we will ever be perfect on our own and that we have to be perfected through Jesus and following Jesus, I, which which to me, it just means that we're always works in progress. We, we 
we're, when we, when we, we're going to, we, we ought to be caught in the middle of trying to be a better person the day we die, because we're not going to have arrived. We're not going to be, it's, it's, we, we need to be right in the middle. You know, when he comes and he's to find us working at trying to continue to follow him. And, and that's what, that's, I mean, that's what I think all the guys, Paul included, I think that's, I think that's what they were trying to show and help us. And, and I mean, and you look at Paul, his, his, his main life in essence seemed to be all poured into, I've got to get this word of Jesus everywhere. Mm. I've got to take it everywhere. And, um, and so that was the, and, and, and why? Because the ministry of Jesus and the word of Jesus, I've, you know, and, and I may be boiling it down too, too simplistic, but it's, it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love other. I mean, it seems like you know, the, the message was love others. There's, I'm reminded of an old preacher story. I don't know if it's true or not. My friend James Lloyd used to tell it all the time, and he was really great at naming, remembering the names of the people in the story. But whoever was the guy that started the Salvation Army, the story is credited with him that he, he wanted to send a telegram out to encourage everyone uh, one Christmas, everyone that was working in the Salvation Army, and he only had enough money to send one word as far as he wanted to go to as many people as he wanted to go. And, uh, and when he realized that, he took a moment to pray and to think, and he went back to the, to the guy and he wrote down the word others. And so he sent this word others all out across, just, just as this is how I'm going to encourage, challenge, but, you know, this is inspire others. And, and to me, I, I think that's the message of Christ that Paul was urgently trying to get out. Uh, it's, it's others. Don't kill people. You know, don't uh, don't lie to people. Don't hurt people. You know, if we could if we could learn how to treat others the way Jesus treated us, uh, it's not just I think we could make the world a better place, which isn't ever going to totally happen. I think we start becoming more like the merciful God that we have. So yeah. I, I don't know how I got off on that. Tangent. <laughs> yeah. Can, you can rope me back in. <laughs> I, I might go off on my own thing too. Cause I, I think you're making me think about that. That's what I love about Paul too. Cause I think for Paul, it's all about erasing those barriers that keep people apart, that keep people from loving each other. And I think in doing that, I think there's a certain, there's a certain line of thinking, Oh, you, you can't be, you can't do that too much. You can't erase too many of the lines because then there's going to be anarchy. There's going to be craziness. But a lot of times it's, it's those lines that, that keep people apart. You know, maybe it's racial lines. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a uh, denomination lines. Maybe it's like, you know, we, we crack over who's right and who's wrong. Uh, maybe it's just un lines of unforgiveness. Like, you know, there, there are things that I won't, I won't, look past there's things that I, I can't i can't let go of and you know I, I love how paul's all about no no that's that stuff is gone you know we're one in christ we're one in christ and and what that means like you know we're, we're here with jesus those that dividing wall of hostility has been abolished you know and i i love that about paul i want more of that <laughs> i i totally agree i i think I think one of the problems I've had my whole life is how to keep score. Mm. It seems it seems to be um, whether it's whether it's just my own corruption, being being a a guy, being a person, or whatever I allowed to influence me. About, it it seems that I grew up and. Uh, for years and years and years, uh, believed, in, and I don't know that I've shaken it at, at all. I'm not. I'm not. But I believe that that uh, there there must be some way that we keep score of how well we're doing. Are we making any progress? And uh, and if, when I hear myself saying that out loud, I, I have I have another part of me is like, well, yeah. Are you making any progress? Uh, what what are you doing? There there have been so many times. Uh, and uh, the, the younger Steve felt very successful. You know, we're doing it. We are we are turning the world upside down. Uh, the older Steve uh, very much feels like a failure. 
and that you know what how do you how do you measure you know what i mean what what are we doing and what are we accomplishing and uh, and then and then you want to be care i want to be careful you you know i, I don't want to justify uh things I, I you know my as i have as i get analytical about these things i don't want to try to come up to some great you know theory of everything to try to justify what I've done or haven't done, but it all puts me in this headspace uh, to to look at Paul and think he just he 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 lived valiantly to spread the the story of Jesus, but not just the story, but to demonstrate the best he could how Jesus would do things in a situation. And that's something I think we're 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 duty bound and morally bound, and I, I think the pledge we make when we get baptized—that's something that we want to carry out until we die. That that we and and I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to be an old guy that says, "Well, you know, numbers don't matter to me." Anytime souls get saved, that's that's a wonderful thing. But I but I also think a whole lot about how many people have been alienated from one another. When, when we agree on so much and there's so right. much about about Christ that we that we agree on but uh, I, I, I I'm on this I'm on this tangent because um, I, I don't know how envious I should be of the guys who lived in the first century for that little bitty pocket of time when there was only one church on every corner you know when Peter preaches in Acts chapter 2, and everybody gets baptized, and, and the church starts. That was the first one. It wasn't like that they could say, "Well, we're going to go to this other church and hear what that guy's got to say." Now they could they could go and they could listen to to the the Judaism that rejected Jesus, or they could go to a pagan world. But there was a time that there really was just if you want to be a Christian, this is the group you identify with. And uh, and and now you know there's 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 so much division in christendom it has been my whole life and your whole life and the lives of people before us for 1900 years that um i i don't know looking looking at paul there there's a challenge that goes beyond keeping score mm -hmm. it goes and it's it's it seems to be bigger than that and uh but um I should probably come in for a landing, but I'm just going to let that one trail off. It was just, it was just, yeah. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. It's good stuff. Uh, no, yeah, I really appreciate your time here, you know, talking to us about Paul uh, over there. And I guess sunny, sunny Portland. I always heard Portland was very rainy. And then I went there and I'm like, where's the rain? It's nothing but sun and like clouds. <laughs> It'll come. We'll, we'll get some rain. Yeah. Might even get might even get some snow. I don't know, but uh, yeah. Every, every time I'm I'm tempted to say, "Man, it's really hot." I know, and just uh, Lord willing, uh, a, a few short weeks from now, we're gonna be we're gonna be missing this morning. And uh, but anyway, Portland yeah. rain doesn't get you wet. Mm. It's just like it's nice, nice bath, nice like <sighs> nice shower, right? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I also hear that it only snows one time a year. That's very... The, the, to me, every place is getting about the same, where just as soon as you predict something, it's going to change. You know, the, the, the weather will change on you. It's, it's, um, uh, it's probably snowed, of, of all the years I've lived here, it's probably snowed half of the winters and not snowed the other half. Wow. When it's drizzling That's and raining, tempting. this is a great place. If anyone wants a great place to go snow skiing, move to Portland because when it's raining down here, it's snowing up on the mountain, and that's barely an hour away. So yeah. you, can, you can go to the mountain, or you can go surf, or you can go find obsidian out in the middle of the desert. Yeah. That Saturday that we were in Portland, we ended up going near Mount Hood and magical no actually honey did we, we go at, up we, we were, were at on, yeah we, we were, were on yeah, yeah at the overlook hotel i think 
Right, right. Well, now the Overlook is uh, is from The Shining. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, timber, yeah. it's Timberline. I, I, I see what you did. They, they, oh, they filmed the okay. outside. They filmed the outside of Timberline, and mm. at the beginning of that movie, when the Volkswagen is going up the road, that they they are following the road up to Timberline, mm. and then they shoot the outside. But uh, the rest of that movie is all shot in a studio in England. <laughs> <laughs> It's such such a good. Uh, I love that movie. I still love that movie. Um, a, fr a friend of mine is a huge Shining Shining fan, Stephen King fan. It's actually on his uh, retirement list. He wants. He was like, "Oh, you went there. That's awesome. That's like my my retirement you know, dream trip." That I'm. He's gonna hit a whole bunch of them. Well, the the thing is, there's not. What was the room in the? Was it two twenty nine? Whatever the number of the room in the movie is, they do not have that room at Timberline <laughs> on, on purpose. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Steve, thank you so much. I know I was in the back end um, and I, I really do appreciate when you mention about um, the certainty, right? Instead of uh, looking at the, um, the way I've been calling is I've been doing a lot of unlearning and learning and approaching the Biowa's um, discovery process. And I know Jimmy, one of the reasons we're also doing this uh, broadcasting is because he's starting a class uh, starting July 11th about Paul. So it's great. Um, it's, a, it's a great kickoff. We're most likely gonna be live next week as well. Um, maybe we can have Lisa, maybe we can have both of you. <laughs> we we want to have more people um, really um, get to hear um, what people uh, know or like or dislike. As you mentioned, a lot of things bother you in the Bible. Me too. When I, when it was okay for me to say that, I was like, yes, because this has been bothering me for a really long time. I have space. <laughs> If I could, if, yeah. since you brought, thank you, and for, please forgive me for interrupting. I just, I want to say, and just, and just throw, and, I, and I'm not, you know, I'm too old. I don't, I don't really feel much of a need to be defensive or careful, but I do, I do want to say that usually when things bother me in the Bible, I think the problem is with me and not the Bible. Right. Uh, or, right. And, and, and usually when I say it bothers me, uh, the way I've interpreted things uh, and believe things. A lot of things bug me, and and I mm -hmm. and I wonder if the problem is with the Bible, or if the problem is with my my own particular interpretation. So, uh, but yeah, I think it's totally fine. I think I think if something bugs you, you're supposed to say it bugs you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I see I see a number of characters in the Bible doing that, and I, I think uh, I, yeah. I I think we're supposed to be honest, uh, but I. Uh, I think it's important to always remember we're clay. He's the potter. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm out of line, uh, but he's my father, uh, creator, whatever. However, however you, however you want to sum up the Lord, yeah. uh, I believe I believe that we are loved, and yeah. that uh, and that we're we're not gonna we're not gonna get in too much trouble for questioning. If, if our hearts are, as long as we're hungry and thirsting, I think we're okay. But yes. yes. Why do I know? Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, Jimmy, I know that what, I know there are 10 classes. Do you want to tell people what you're lo looking for, what, what's coming in the next classes for you? Yeah. So we're doing our summer of Saul. Uh, we're going to be going through two books together, two N.T. Wright books, Paul uh, biography and how God became king. Uh, two excellent books. If you've never heard of N.T. Wright before, you're welcome. He's okay. he's amazing. Uh, he's not only a great biblical scholar, but he also is a good writer, which is very, very rare that <laughs> they exist in the same place or the same person. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. And then uh, on Sundays, we're going to be doing a class on Paul. We're going to go through some introductory material on Paul, and then we're going to be trying to go through the entire book of Ephesians. So we're excited about that. And then we'll, we'll close it off. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Um, and Steve, you're getting away from Nereida Roman. Uh, she used to be in the, in the Queens ministry as well. 
So, um, and we're letting a lot of people know about this live <laughs> so they can come and watch the replay. So if you are watching the replay and you have any questions for Steve, put it in the comments and we'll let Steve know what they are. Um, that way we could get him back to come back to another live, maybe with Lisa. And I know we're very tempted to going back to Portland. So we can even have the live in person. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> so we really appreciate yeah. your time, Steve. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. That's awesome. All right, let's uh, do a quick picture. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to do a screenshot and we'll end the show this way. Yay, we did it. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. Again, any questions, put in the comments. Thank you for those who joined uh, from YouTube and Facebook as well. Bye, Steve. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Love Thank you guys. Thank you. Love, Love you too. too.